it's just like so volatile. So, you know, all of a sudden you're operating, you're in flow, you've got people coming and then we're shut down, then we'll have to start again. And it just kind of, it's just really disruptive. And like I said, not the end of the world, but yeah, it's a bit like, yeah, it's kind of puts you on edge. Today on Dirty Linen, we are heading over to Perth and we are chatting to Tanya Niccolo, who is the owner of Monsterella Pizza. Now, Tanya, I feel like uh, I need some counselling from you today because when we lined up this chat, it was going to be all about the WA lockdown and the one case that had sent the state into a spin. But in the meantime, Melbourne's had a case. Now, we're definitely not in lockdown and I don't feel like that's on the cards. But I suppose you just get a sense of how fragile this situation is and how quickly things can change. Oh, absolutely. That's what I was saying to Ryan today. You just... I think that's what the worst thing is. Like, obviously, five days lockdown is nothing compared to what, you know, the world and Melbourne and and is going through. But still, it's just, like, so volatile. So, you know, all of a sudden you're operating, you're in flow, you've got people coming and then we're shut down and then we'll have to start again. And it just kind of, it's just really disruptive. And Yeah. Like, like I said, not the end of the world, but, yeah, it's a bit like, yeah, it's kind of puts you on edge. Yeah, well, I thought of speaking to you because um, previously on this podcast we've had Max Feenhausen and I know that he's yes. a big fan of yours. And I was just doing a little bit of a Google around and saw that you at Monsterella with your pizza were his number one recommendation for lockdown takeaway. Yes, so- <laughs> he's very supportive. He's very supportive. Thank you, Max. I think we need to hear a bit about you from about Monsterella and what it is, and then we'll get into the current situation and how you're all coping. Yep. So uh, we started Monsterella four years ago, or four and a half years ago now. Um, and Ryan, my partner, who um, he's always he he studied, he did a psych degree, and then he didn't want to do that. So as a joke, he opened a pizzeria like 20 years ago. <laughs> And then never kind of got out of it because he enjoyed it. So by the time I had met him, he had had a business for a few years and then he had business partners and we were always we were always in a partnership which we really didn't like, we wanted to get out of and finally we did. And so we were kind of unemployed for a year looking for the perfect site for Monsterella and we found it in like Grantham Street, so in a great little suburb in an area where, you know, we both grew up in surrounding suburbs of Wembley and um, it's just been amazing. What's your approach to pizza? Like why do people love it so much? I think it's the, well, Ryan does makes the dough every day. Mum goes in and makes the pasta every day. So everything is, you know, it's done by us. It's, it's homemade, it's authentic, it's real, you know. So I think that's what maybe has why it's so popular Mm. um yeah and it's kind of I we took Ryan and I went to Naples with the kids a few years back and we we, I made him taste that pizza and he he was like yeah yeah that's good so we just kind of you know made it our own because obviously it can't be that doughy in Perth people don't get it and (laughs) we um yeah and that's it and it just kind of was busy from day one love it so speaking of your kids tell us about the name Monsterella so Mila, who's now nine, when she was about two, she couldn't say mozzarella. So she would call all cheese mozzarella and we were just like, oh, my God, that is so good. 
we have to keep that in. We have to keep that for whenever we do something. So I love it. Years before, yeah, it was great. I think my favourite ones from when my kids were little was um, Bolly Getanays. Oh, that's great. And Busy Water. (laughs) They're so good, and you don't want them to change because it's so cute. Yeah. I mean, oh, busy water is good because, you know, fizzy water is pretty busy. So I love fizzy water. My <laughs> favourite with Marlo, who's four, she calls cucumbers cumicumbers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I really want someone to cumicumbers too. I know, me too. Uh, so, Tanya, you know, WA, bit of a golden child as far as the pandemic goes. Um it must seem ages ago that you had uh, lockdown number one and then since then it's just feels, you know, from our vantage over here, it just feels like you're just on the beach in the sunshine. How, oh, yeah, what's, it, what's it been like? We've been in an absolute bubble. Yeah. Like it's like nothing has, has happened. Like since the first lockdown for whatever that was, a couple of weeks, four weeks or since then it's literally been yeah so that's why it was a bit of a shock everyone's like oh hang on I think we all got a bit complacent we all forgot that you know what was going on in the rest of the world and I had friends come over from Melbourne in that little window Mm. where they could and they were like it's a trip like you guys are living here like nothing is going on yeah but in a way it wasn't and I mean you know hotel quarantine was being managed you had people uh, on you know um merchant ships coming in um, with people with cases, but it was being dealt with. And it's it's interesting, you know, to talk about it as being complacent, but in a sense, you know, the complacency was appropriate to the situation, which was just that there was no virus in the community. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that makes me feel better because I definitely felt like we were just sailing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> good luck to you, you know. Um, <laughs> but so from that amazing uh scenario to a a lockdown just you know within you know just announced on the same day that is yeah is super full-on and you know we saw um you know social media of the inevitable empty supermarket shelves and crowds and all that stuff but I think the one thing that that struck struck me um was that no one had masks ready to go did they no, no one. Although having said that, on the Sunday when we were closed for dinings and we could still do takeaway, I was actually surprised at how many people had not just the hospital mask, they had like, you know, their own proper cotton. Ah. Yeah, so that actually was something that we noticed, how most people had, the majority didn't have hospital masks. They had ones that they'd obviously bought and been storing. So oh, that good was super interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, it was funny how before 6 o'clock no one and they were all back-to-back and all in each other's face. I mean, that is just really stupidity, um, that kind of scene, because yeah. it's like, what are you doing? It's it's not ideal. <laughs> no, it's not ideal. You just think how many times do we have to go through this before people realise that um, – there's going to be food, guys. You don't need to panic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just thinking like this is going to be the new norm for years, like, you know, just having to shut down, um, have the restrictions, you know, it's just going to be kind of a roller coaster, is my prediction. Do you feel like um, Perth's going to come out of this and, and hopefully the lockdown will finish as planned on Friday, also the day that this podcast comes out? Do you yeah. feel like Perth's just going to snap back to the way things were or do you feel like there will be a little bit more caution? 
No, I think that though, yeah, I think like last time it was that it was a bit, it was a bit eerie last time because obviously we could only have half the amount of people in everywhere. So it was kind of, yeah, it was a bit weird. But I think that, yeah, I just think that they'll do that restrictions again for two weeks, the two square, two, two mm. metre square rule, and then we'll go back to normal. But, you know, whatever that is, I don't know. Yeah. It's, we just it's, don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And it's it's interesting because you had one case and, and you were locked down and the reason was that it, there was a fear that it was the incredibly contagious UK strain. Yeah. We had one case that was announced and, the, you know, that was similarly there was the, the um, fear that it was this very contagious strain but yeah we we didn't lock down and I mean it's funny like do you look at what's happened in Melbourne this week and think hmm what you know why why didn't Melbourne go our way or why didn't we go Melbourne's way yeah I think like or I have to kind of give give props to Mark McGowan because I, I feel like he's handled it well because we have just literally been trading as per normal like we've had growth we've had been busy it's been amazing so I'm kind of down with whatever he thinks is right Mm. I'm okay with that yep Um, yeah but I mean lots of a couple of our friends from over east are like well one case and you shut down that's a bit extreme but I don't know I think he's dealt with it well from the beginning so you know let them do what they do yeah yeah, interesting. Um, I guess in Melbourne we've had a recent experience with dealing with a cluster and getting on top of it. So my feeling yeah. is that it would have been too extreme to lock down here because you know we've we've dealt yeah. with worse. And yeah, yeah it's right. just a, we're just a couple of days, um, yeah, of potential transmission. So hopefully we're going to do a WA and just get a, a, a rolling a week a week ahead of zeros and um yeah we can relax a little yes, bit I but not so. completely you guys have really you've really copped it yeah I think you know when I was sitting on Twitter waiting for the premier to speak on um on Wednesday evening and there was a lot of anxiety around and I yeah, feel like absolutely. everyone in Melbourne's got a little bit of um, post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, we can get triggered pretty easily. Mm, oh, it's totally understandable. And that's the thing, you want to, you don't want to be, you know, it's there's people with much greater, you know, problems and issues like you think about those fires now. So those guys mm. in the middle of this now they've, lost their houses so you want to keep things in perspective but it still keeps you on edge it's very you know in the even at the, you know the thought of having to homeschool three children again I mean even that is enough to give me you know heartburn <laughs> homeschooling is very challenging um, and yeah the fires how are the fires going right now well I'm not sure I haven't read today um I think it's still 71 houses that were lost but on the other what day was it it was a really warm day and we were doing, I think it was Monday, and I was at doing work with Maxie and we just saw all this ash fall in our backyard and we are a long way from the fires. And wow. there was ash, yeah, covered our car, covered the furniture outside. It was insane. Yeah, that really gives me shivers because, you know, a year ago we were very much in the thick of our fires um, over here in the east and, um, the thought of dealing with fires and a pandemic concurrently is just a little bit too much to think about. It, it uh, on. 
yeah, it's definitely been a blessing this summer that um, we haven't had the same conditions that we had last year. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't think we're, obviously no one's really got over the, the 2020 fires. And, oh, um, no way. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think, you know, let's hope that you, you've, done your lockdown you're going to come out of it and you can just get on with 2021 pandemic aside what are, what do you think are some of the issues for hospitality what what are the things that you know um give you and and ryan keep you up at night having conversations about what are the things that people are talking about in the industry um i think you know when i've spoken with other owners and stuff it's definitely staff like everyone's got um we're lucky at monsterella we've got key staff that we've had for a long time and we've got a couple of boys on visas so they're not going anywhere but like without the borders open we're not getting internationals like so those casual staff that you know kind of tick over every six months like that's just gone and lots of venue owners that I've spoken to that's the that's our main conversation is just staff. Do you think that there's a way to get young Australians more interested in hospitality? I mean, we're trying. So we've got like a cohort of, because we do delivery as well, so we've got a cohort of young local boys who work for us. So we're, you know, that's our next thing. We're like, yep, let's train up those boys. Um, the thing with, I mean, in our industry in particular, I mean, that those Italians that come over, it's just in their blood, it's what they do, you know. It's not like... I don't know, that's what they do over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like they're going to uni to become engineers or accountants. They they just work. So it's just a bit more natural and, I don't know, than our boys. But that's what we're talking about doing now. We're like, we need to start training the drivers up. Mm-hmm. We need to get the fast twitch ones and they need to learn how to make pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and when, what, how will you sell it to them? Oh, we're just one little one. We're just starting Charlie. Um, yeah, well, he's got four years of uni, so we're just thinking we're te- going to teach him how to do everything because we're kind of, you know, I need someone. Sometimes I need someone at the front. Sometimes we need someone at the back doing pizza. So he's just going to be a little all-rounder. So, yeah, he's cool. You know, yeah. You the right one and they just do what they're, what you <laughs> ask them. But what is, I mean, it's like we need to change the whole culture where it's not, yeah. is it just money? Like, is it just that a, a pizza chef needs to be paid the same as an engineer? And, you know, I'm sure some of them are. Uh, or is it somehow about the prestige of the industry that somehow has to be elevated? Oh, that's a tricky question because the young ones, yeah, I'm not sure. The young yeah. ones, they don't, yes, it's like they don't really like working the nights. They don't, yeah, I guess they haven't even thought that that could be an option. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's like it's you can't just snap change it, can you? It's something that's, as you say, you know, for the the Italians that, you're, that you see, that uh, they probably always thought that that was an option. Um, yeah. It's not something they need to be talked into. No, that's right. Whereas these boys, they're all, you know, obviously because it's in a more affluent suburb, so, you know, they're, it's they're starting to be engineers, lawyers, doctors. They're, that's what they're doing. Mm. Like, so that wouldn't even, I, I don't think that would ever even be on their radar. What about for yourself? Like um, was it, did you surprise yourself by falling into uh, 
pizza a pizza restaurant? Um, uh, no, not really. I was in retail for my young younger years, um, but I've always, I mean, we've always entertained, and food is like just huge. So, nah, that was really a natural progression for us, or for me anyway. Absolutely, I just feel completely at home there. Wow, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Isn't that wonderful? That's so great yeah, to feel like lucky. you've really you've really found your place. Yeah, it's definitely lucky. Um, and tell us about your mum's pasta. So she's been cooking and making pasta since she was eight. So she came from a big family. So wow. she would always helped my nonna. Um, yeah, so she always has just done that. So she's like, yeah, when I've gone to ask her if I can help because she's 74 and I'm like let me help you so I can kind of learn and she's like oh no 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 <laughs> no 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 you're like a cyclone so you this is not this job is not for you I love it have you done a, a pasta granny style video with her I've done heaps actually um I haven't posted on pasta grannies I was just thinking that the other day I should do it but then she might get offended because I don't think she thinks she's a granny like those ladies <laughs> well, yeah, some of them are in their 90s. Yeah, so I have to wait a couple of years, I think, before I post it. But, yeah, I've got heaps of video, videos and photos and footage of her. Beautiful. If, if anyone hasn't uh, looked up Pastor Grannies on Instagram, you've got to have a look at it. It's just the most – it's just – I just oh, can incredible. fall into it. You just, just it's, it's a different kind of meditation. I just absolutely love it. It's yeah, um, and it is yeah. meditation. You're absolutely right because it's they've been doing and they've been doing that, Danny, for like forever. Yeah, that's all they do. It's those, you know, the, the hands just know, oh. and it's I just love watching it. It's just real. It's 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 the true artisan magic that you yeah, can see there. It is. <laughs> All right, so I don't know if you deliver to my postcode in in Melbourne, <laughs> Tanya. But I if if to. I was to put in an order for dinner tonight, what would you recommend for me? Um, well, our most popular pizza is the Miliano, which is pork and fennel sausage, um, caramelized onion, oregano, pecorino, buff mozz. But I would just order a buffalina with anchovies, Ortiz anchovies. Uh, a carbonara, hand-cut parpedelle carbonara and a salad. Yes. I, great. Bring it over. Any time that suits you is fine for me. I would really love that, actually. <laughs> I'm too scared to travel interstate at the moment, but when I feel the urge and the confidence, I'll come over and have exactly that order at Monsterella. Okay, do it. Do it. Uh, I'm going to. Thank you so much. Good luck getting out of lockdown and, um, yeah, wish you all the best for the months Thank to come. You, Danny. Thanks, Thank thanks you, for chatting, darling. Tanya. Really appreciate you, it. Darling. All right. Okay, bye. Take care. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a Deep in the Weeds production. It's, yeah, it's a really tricky one because, you know, from a government point of view, I can... (laughs) 